0: are locked on nba your daily nba podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day welcome to the wednesday edition of locked on nba the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association and on wednesdays i'm your regular co-host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and the host of the locked on pelicans podcast
1: and I'm John Corrales at Red's Army underscore John on Twitter, and I host the Lockdown Celtics podcast.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Six games,
1: most of them sucked. Let's not even try and <laughs> pretend here.
0: John, most of had- them
1: not worth. Most of them. You ever Look. you ever grab a piece of fruit that you were really like looking forward to biting into? and you bite into it and it's like all like mushy and mealy you're like oh that was horribly disappointing that's that's what tonight was in the nba it was like it, a pre- big fight pre- pretty fruit. much
0: we we had two good games which we'll get to we'll get to those later but we're, we're going to touch on the games but we're not really going to talk about the games because you know what the trade deadline's tomorrow and that's way more fun and probably what you all want to hear so we're just going to be you know men of the people here and and give you what you want so let's start it off with lakers pelicans lakers with a just who knows what that starting lineup was they get blown out by new orleans who tried in this game against a team that doesn't have lebron james or anthony davis no real surprise brandon ingram 36 points zion williamson 27 points on 13 shots so that game don't really need to spend much time on the next one, though, is a little bit intriguing. The Miami Heat losing to the Phoenix Suns. It's the fourth straight loss for the Miami Heat. They fall one ten, uh, sorry, one ten to one
1: hundred. John, the real question here, Miami Heat have to make a move at the deadline, right? If they really want to get into this mix, yeah, they have to. They've got to do something. And they're in, they're in the they're pushing hard for Kyle Lowry for a reason. Uh, but the the, the question is. How much are they willing to mortgage their future for the right now? Is Kyle Lowry – this is the question every team team's going to ask itself. Is the player we're trying to acquire going to be the guy that pushes, up, push, pushes us up over the top? And you acquire Kyle Lowry, you give him a two-year extension, and it's Lowry, it's Bam, and uh, Jimmy Butler. Is, is that enough? is that enough? Like I, I really especially have questions given, about if that's
0: enough, you know, especially cause you're going to have to give up Tyler hero or Duncan Robinson. Like one of them are going to have to be in the deal, I think. And is Lowry at that point with his age, that much kind of uh, a bigger upgrade and maybe they have their eyes on Victor Oladipo too. And I think Oladipo makes a ton of sense for them and kind of what they're looking for, but they're probably not going to, send over very many assets to Houston for him, knowing that they, they can probably sign him in the offseason as he's an unrestricted free agent. So they're playing this game of chicken. And does that hurt him in the meantime? Uh, clearly they're targeting guards and they need one, but it, it, it's, it, they're just in a weird spot, I think.
1: So the, the thing with Lowry and we can get into the whole Philly thing later, but uh, he makes much more sense in Philly. Obviously he's a Philly guy. They're the team that's at the, at the top that needs to compete with Brooklyn. They're the team. If if Lowry's going to swing anybody's fortunes, it's going to be Philadelphia's. If Miami wants to make a run and get some of these bird rights and get a closer look at Victor Oladipo and see what he's going to be like in their system, in their culture, in their everything, then you don't have to give up as much as you would for Lowry. You you send over whatever minimal assets, because I don't think Victor Oladipo is going to cost a lot.
0: No, I, I agree with be you a
1: bidding war. So give, give Oladipo the flyer. Don't go off on this half cocked run that you're trying to like, go win a title right now, Try, go f- build something for next season. Let, let these teams figure themselves out this season, whatever you've got, butler you've got bam they're not going anywhere if you if something weird breaks then you get to make a run fine but if if you're going to give up hero and other assets for a guy that may not stick around or may not put you over the top i'm not i'm not 100 sold on that now
0: hero's going through a rough rough stretch this year he he's shooting under 32 percent from deep he's had a rough last five or six games i think it is Robinson's a little bit one-dimensional, so I could see them maybe moving on from one of those guys. Can I throw a name out at you, though? Yeah, do that, it. I'm surprised they're not linked to a guy like Lonzo Ball. He'll be a restricted free agent. He gives you kind of that two-way play that they're probably looking for, and he's a young guy that can still kind of grow with that team. I'm not saying he's necessarily better than, than Hero or Robinson or both of them combined, but it's an interesting – Like
1: he seems to kind of represent
0: the best of both worlds for him to me.
1: So – that's an intriguing name because he certainly can help with Miami's defense. His, you know, he's become a spot up shooter. He can, he can, yeah, he kind is. Of fill that role, you know, that, that certainly does help. Um, they still would be, would be needing to find like a traditional a more traditional point guard. Yeah, so that's he, fair. He could, he could kind of help almost like you get, two pieces that become a Kyle Lowry plus like a taller Kyle Lowry in a way, because you know, you'll get your shooting, you'll get uh, defensive tenacity, but you still need somebody that can, that can pass and like in the half court create and pass in the half court, which is not exactly. That is Lonzo's not what
0: Bell does at all.
1: Right. So, so if you want Lonzo to be a spot up guy in the half court and be a sort of Ben Simmons ish type of guy in, in that type of, um, you know, he he could be your version of the Ben Simmons. Then you still need to get a, a traditional kind of cheap point guard that can, that can pass and can be relied on to like, look, just, just pass, hit some open shots. Don't turn the ball over a lot. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I don't know. It's just a name that seems like it would fit because you're right.
0: You don't want to kind of mortgage your future for two years of what you would assume would be kind of diminishing Kyle Lowry from what he's been and that seems very, very short-sighted, which is, I wonder if a lot of teams are going to do that. So who knows, but you kind of want to go against that trend, I think. So it'll be interesting because they're definitely, the Miami Heat are going to be one of the more active teams at the trade deadline. So more talk coming up here in the show, more trade talks centering around the Orlando Magic, maybe even the New York Knicks as well. Um, plus, the 76ers, the Nets, and the Portland Trail Blazers—all so that to come here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA. But before we get to that, we've got the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. This is really about a guy that just kind of makes you happy that you enjoy watching win or lose. More a little bit about the process, but it's kind of their saying: enjoyment isn't the end game; it's the whole game. And for me and John, I think you probably even agree with this. I-, I want to give it to Zion Williamson this week. You know, he. Broke a record, It's he had a 21st straight 20-point game passing Luka Doncic and LeBron James for the most consecutive 20-point games before turning 21 in NBA history. Dude is just so much fun to watch, makes you smile, makes you happy by watching him go out and play. And as Michelob Ultra says, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. You definitely tend to enjoy watching Zion Williamson play. You can enjoy Michelob Ultra too. It's only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And they say, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? You can do both with Michelob Ultra. And that's why Zion Williamson is the Ultra Player of the Week. Today's episode of Locked On NBA, also brought to you by Paramount Plus. March Madness has returned, and Paramount Plus has the games you won't want to miss. Watch CBS games live on Paramount Plus, including the Final Four, the National Championship game on April fifth. Paramount Plus is also home to year-round sports, including the Masters, the PGA Championship the UEFA Champions League and Europa League, the NFL, and more. Plus, get breaking news, expert picks, and highlights from all of your favorite teams with CBS Sports HQ, a 24-7 sports news network. All these games are on for the tournament. You want to watch the future of the NBA, Paramount Plus is just an integral part of making that happen. So visit ParamountPlus.com before March 31st to receive a one-month free trial of Paramount Plus. That's ParamountPlus.com to receive a one-month free trial of Paramount Plus.
1: ParamountPlus.com. We've got you covered for the NBA, but you want to catch up on all of your sports news? Then you need the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the news you need in less than 20 minutes with your host, Peter Burkowski. Every bit that you need to know from every major sport With the help of our local experts, follow Locked On today wherever you get your podcasts.
0: So Tuesday night action in the NBA, not too exciting whatsoever. So we're basically going to ignore it
1: and just talk trades with you all about the teams that we're (laughs) playing. Wait, wait. are you saying that the Knicks 131-113 win over the Washington Wizards does not deserve 20 minutes of our attention? No, it does. I, look,
0: I, <laughs> because I, I'd you be district, happy sir. to talk about Julius Randle. I've been on Julius Randle Island like all season, right? Like, I thought he's legit. You still kind of not
1: sold on him? Or are you coming around to that one? 37 points from him on the night, by the way. This, uh, I will say, I, I think that this fit is, is right for him. This is just one of those things that is him and Tibbs, him and this team, him with this role, all of this stuff, it works. Now, I still, hot take, think that New York probably should sell high on him, but he's he he wants to be there. It's working. That's fine. I get it. New York wants to make this run. No problem. Uh, I'm not going to go too crazy on that. But yeah, you know so, what? I, Julius Randle in New York.
0: He's fine. The, there you go. So Knicks get to 500. <laughs> um, after after this win, big win over the Wizards, who they should have beaten, blowout win. We're not going to spend too much time on it. They're tied for six, basically, in the Eastern Conference right now. Are, are they a team that should make a move, or should they just kind of stand pat and just keep doing what they're doing? Tinker
1: around the edges. That's I'm not I'm not going to go too crazy with with the uh, the Knicks. Like, all right, they If you really, 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 and I was joking about Julius Randle a little bit. Like you could, if just put a feeler out there and float that, hey, people are asking about Julius Randall, just to see what kind of offers. If you get what, like, a what's God that
0: going to do podcast. to Knicks fans? Like, what's that going oh, to? do it'll Knicks drive fans them nuts. It'll
1: drive them nuts. But like, if you can, like, what's the future in New York? Is Julius Randall going to be the the centerpiece? of the the big nicks renaissance i don't think so but at the same time i get it like how old do you think he is he's like what 29 26 he's 26 okay i why do i feel like he's been in the league for a lot longer than that like one more, one pick before
0: or after i can't remember marcus smart in that draft in 2014 I 2015
1: like, yeah but wow. it feels okay. like a whole
0: lot longer it right it like he feels like he's, like he's been 30 forever yeah. Okay. And he also but, okay. only played 14 minutes his rookie year before that, like horrific injury, but I don't yeah. know, So I he's like essentially yeah. got, you know, he's essentially a 25 year old player. When you kind of look at it like that, it's kind of weird to think about, but no, I'm not saying like they shouldn't right, necessarily well, well. do that, but I don't think they should move any future assets for a big piece because they still kind of scream play in team to me and like no yes. better than that. But I mean they, they got some good things going for him, so you know what? Like be happy, Knicks fans. You guys somewhat deserve it, I think.
1: I I think that they should be looking around just to see what what can you you know can can Kevin Knox be part of any sort of deal that's obviously not working in New York? He needs a change of scenery. Uh, is is there somebody out there that will take him to give you maybe some assets that you can just kind of build your your kind of like war chest with? Like is, is anything. Something that can free up quickly, something that can can kind of have you look towards the future while enjoying this moment. Like I really don't want to strip the New York Knicks fans of this moment. So, um, yeah, go ahead. The revolt, Randall.
0: if if like Randall's name came out of like they're asking for a similar package to Aaron Gordon, would make people lose their minds and would just no, be you the know, most Knicks
1: thing ever. <laughs> But if if somebody and, and this isn't going to happen but if somebody came up with a Drew Holiday type of package for Julius Randall you kind of have, have that you have to seriously
0: consider it right? yeah, you would like, I, just, I don't just disagree float with you Put that out
1: there why not
0: uh, no, I'm with you. Look, if you kind of get one of those Godfather offers, like what what can you do? And again, this team doesn't scream any t- team that's going to do much damage in the playoffs. One team that's not going to do probably any damage in the playoffs because they're not going to get there is going to be the Orlando Magic. Who, <laughs> in another game that didn't matter tonight, really because of the final score, lose to the Denver Nuggets, 110-99. Hey, Jokic, just just casual triple double of 28 points, 10 assists, 15 rebounds. No no big deal whatsoever. <laughs> But the Magic, who are looking to trade Aaron Gordon and maybe Vucevic as well, both those guys kind of had dud performances in this game. Aaron Gordon with 13 points a night, one of five from deep, six of 13 from the field overall. Um, And then Vucevic, two of eight, eight of 25 from the field, two of eight from three for 18 points, not really helping their trade value. But like those are the two difference makers on the market, right?
1: Yeah. Gordon has been linked to the Boston Celtics, so that's one of the things I'm talking about on my podcast a lot. Uh, he's – I don't think any of these performances are going to make any, any difference. I think – No, of course not. So so Vooch is – I would expect Vooch to stay. The the Magic have made it pretty clear, I think, from all of the reporting. You can see that they're not going to trade Vooch. It's going to be Gordon. It's going to be Evan Fournier, who did have a big night. Uh, and then Terrence Ross, Kim Birch, like all of those guys are potentially – going to move. And if some of the rumors are to believe three of those guys in Fournier, uh, Birch and Aaron Gordon could be coming to Boston in one kind of massive package that, that could involve Marcus smart. Now Celtics fans would say that's, that's asinine, but uh, you, you would get some, some talent there. And it'd be interesting to see what they did with Evan Fournier. Would they extend him or would they just let him walk and let that just be cap space Uh, Giving up Marcus Smart would hurt, but for Orlando, that would be a real culture changer. He would be a very great piece for the Magic, who have lacked that kind of culture piece. They have lacked a real strong identity in all of this attempt to rebuild. So uh, I I think if they can try to pry Marcus Smart out of Boston, they, they certainly should go for it. If Boston really, really wants to play hardball, I don't think that the, the bigger deal makes sense. I think it's in Orlando's best interest to kind of sell those pieces off individually. But um, I think that the, at least a couple of those guys are going to go by the deadline. And, and I am starting to feel somewhat strongly that, that one of those guys is going to be coming to Boston.
0: Look, I, I think uh, – so how do you feel about a guy like Aaron Gordon, right? Never been an all-star, but he's a strong two-way player. He's got some limitations to his game. Do you believe in his three-point shooting? Like, what what's too much for him? Because it seems like they're asking price of one young player plus a decent first-round pick seems a little bit much for a guy that's never been an all-star. And, like, look, uh, he shouldn't be an all-star, right? You kind of look at his numbers. You look at his career. He He, he isn't an all-star-level kind of guy, but he is a guy that would – fit in on a lot of teams like you could see him on the Denver Nuggets right a team sure. we'll talk about in the next segment if Portland decided to make a big move he, he kind of makes a lot of sense for that team too you know it's kind of weird that this guy who's never it, it's not weird like it's just a lack of sellers I think a guy who's never been an all-star
1: is in such high demand yeah I I, I think the general feeling around the league has been said many times is that He's been miscast in Orlando and in a more kind of appropriate role, you'll see the true Aaron Gordon kind of, you know, who who he can truly be. And I think this is part of the reluctance in some ways for Orlando to trade him, but they're just at the the end of the road here because Orlando looks bad. If they trade him, let's say they do trade him to Boston and Boston uses him, as I think they would use him, as a 4 5. So, that you would either start Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Aaron Gordon, and one of their centers, one of their remaining centers and Daniel Tice or Robert Williams. Or you go small with, with Aaron Gordon as your, as your small ball five, and Marcus Smart, if you retain him, pops into the starting lineup or the closing lineup, let's say. And if he thrives in Boston, then what's the story? Not it's half of it is, wow, look at Boston putting things together. And half of it is, wow, look at how misused he was in Orlando. That's just going to be attached to every Aaron Gordon story. And what front office wants to be attached to that story? So I think part of their kind of reticence to trade Aaron Gordon might have stemmed from like, okay, we're in too deep on this version of Aaron Gordon, but we kind of don't want to look even worse by letting him go for theoretically little or underpriced, and have him go off and people go, "Wow, Orlando really pooched this one. So, but they're they're at a point now where he's he's made the trade demand, yeah, and he wants out. right. And if Boston is offering two first round picks for him, then he, two first round picks is,
0: is they should take that for, in a second. Take like, it if, and then take whatever yeah, take salary it.
1: filler is is there. Yeah, and just roll with it and go.
0: No, I agree, and I, it seems like he's definitely going to get moved. So we've got about probably when people are listening to this, thirty six hours to go on that front, and hopefully, hopefully, doesn't happen after we record this podcast because that's <laughs> happened to us before with Kawhi Leonard. um All right, so there were two. Oh, yeah. two can Can Popovich save this relationship? We definitely think he can. Like. St- Three hours later, Kawhi Leonard has been traded to the Raptors. That one was fun. Um, so maybe we just willed this into existence. So two more games in the NBA last night. And guess what? They were good games. Guess what? We're still going to talk trades about these teams. So coming up, the Brooklyn Nets, the Portland Trailblazers, the Philadelphia 76ers, and sorry, Golden State Warriors. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On MBA is brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar for a while now, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-in-fiber, delicious-tasting protein bar with 100% real chocolate on all of the bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. The matchup today on Wednesday, cookies
1: and cream versus coconut almond. Who you got, John? Ooh, boy. I, I'm going to go coconut almond because that that's that's kind of like the almond joy taste, which I enjoy. I think a lot of people are gonna go cookies and cream. I, I'm going with the underdog on this one.
0: I'm picking cookies and cream in this, but they're they're like almond bars are are really good and have kind of a different consistency that I, that I really like in those are like an almond joy or a mound, something like that. So if you want to vote on this matchup, go to BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Plus, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds you could want. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. You've already won a bet basically by signing up. They're giving you free money. You don't Want to miss this again? That is promo code Locked On for a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: We're in the midst of March Madness, which means all of the top prospects are now on display. If you want to get more analysis on those prospects available in this year's NBA Draft, check out the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. They've got scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of the tournament four days a week from credential draft experts. So subscribe today. Follow Locked On NBA Draft.
0: All right, two more games in the association last night. These were actually worth staying up for and watching. First one on TNT, Philadelphia 76ers beating the Golden State Warriors 108-98. The Warriors went on a run in this one in the third quarter, scoring 40 points and making this one a little bit more nerve-wracking for the 76ers Till they closed out, holding Golden State to just 13 points in the fourth the 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 seventy sixers didn't have Joel Embiid, but this one being closer, do you think they need to make another move for a guy to really try and compete with the other top team, probably in the Eastern Conference, in the Brooklyn Nets?
1: Yeah, this this is definitely an arms race at the top, and and the thing with with Philly is that they still have picks and they still have some contracts here that they can go out and make a move. They can they can make a a bigger splash. This is the team, like I said earlier, that I think makes more sense for Kyle Lowry. Plus, he gets to go home. You know, like that. That I think there's a little bit of a uh, kind of a dream going home to Philly and 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 competing for a championship with with the team you grew up watching. So I know it's going to be tough for for Toronto fans to watch him go, but I think everybody kind of un- understands that this is the time. I, Philly, if they're going to do anything, now is the time because you you mortgage your future. For the win now. Philly is one of like three, four teams that can actually say we we have a shot at winning now. You've made the big moves. You brought in Maury. You brought in Doc. You you've built a good team around Simmons and around Embiid. Sell off some of those smaller pieces. Bring in a proven winner. A guy that, I mean, obviously Philly's going to love Make the move, make that run, because that would make Philly, I think, a very compelling uh, competitor to the Brooklyn Nets, because they have defense, they have good matchups across the board. That would be, I mean, a real heavyweight fight. Yeah, you know, they, feel as you said, you
0: know, it's kind of different than the Miami Heat, right, where you don't want to see the Heat kind of mortgage their future, because even if they add Kyle Lowry, are they really into the mix of those top teams, they aren't, but you know what? The 76ers, by adding a guy like that, become, their odds for a title get even better. And when you look at what they have, they can can swing a trade for most people. They've got an $8.3 million trade exception. They have a 2021 and 2023 first round pick they could use. They've got expiring contracts. I mean, Danny Green at 15.4 million is a very useful player to try and trade away. But more importantly, they have young guys, right? In Matisse Thybul and Tyrese Maxey that Maxie. you could include in a deal that look appealing, and you don't necessarily, you know, you might want to really try and keep um, Thybul, but you don't necessarily mind giving those guys up in a trade, and that makes any sort of deal I think look a little bit more appealing. And you know, it seems like Brooklyn might try and make a move at the deadline too to bring in another veteran guy to kind of help them a little bit further. I, I think Philly's got to go for it.
1: I, yeah, absolutely. I I think now's the time make your move. Doc didn't get there to sit on his hands and kind of like, let's figure this out and let's take a year or two to see what we've got. This is a team that's at the top of the standings. This, if you don't make the move now, when are you going to, that's, this is, this is the right thing. He's the right age. He's like, he's a veteran. You're not looking for a younger guy. This is, you need that kind of leadership. I've said this a million times. Philly coming into the season lacked structure. That was their biggest deficiency. Structure around Simmons and Embiid. Those two guys needed to be stabilized. When you got Maury, when you got Doc, when you got some of these these shooters that you put around them, when I that's why I picked them in Brooklyn to be the top 2 teams in the East coming into the season. I was like, "Man, they addressed the stability around these guys." Why not add the most stable piece you can get in Kyle Lowry, who does not give a F about Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. He will go in there. He will command the locker room. He will command respect. He's a Philly kid. The crowd will love him whenever the crowd can come back in. It just makes sense. you got to do it.
0: Yeah, I'm I, I'm with you, and for the team that they're really competing with at the top of the East, the Brooklyn Nets beat the Portland Trailblazers on the road 116-112. No Kevin Durant in this, no Kyrie Irving who's missing this road trip with a personal family issue. Still get it done, but this one was a little bit close and really came down towards it at the end. Do, what, what's Brooklyn need to do with the trade deadline, do you think?
1: Well, this is really interesting because, okay, so they're going to probably make a run – for you know Andre Drummond after a buyout or something like that. So you can stabilize your front court, get you some DeAndre Jordan insurance. fine. But when you watch this game that Nicholas Claxton steps up and you say, okay, may, maybe oh adding that buyout guy is nice insurance, but maybe this little stretch is exactly what Brooklyn needs without Durant, without Kyrie, You get guys like Claxton in there to kind of show what they got. Claxton had some really strong defensive possessions down the stretch of this game, kind of locking up Damian Lillard. We're all sitting here waiting for Dame time, and it was like, oh. No, they didn't let it happen. Claxton was a big reason. He was was all over the floor defensively in this. He's kind of been emerging on top of him dropping 16 and 9 and shooting 8 of 10, but defensively, I think that he has shown that he he's he, he could be a piece that they can count on. You know, Bruce Brown has emerged a little bit, like those kind of we guys. We talked
0: about him a bunch this year, right? Like he he's right. come up for them in the backcourt, and I think that's maybe the one area they try and look to address, right? So
1: that that might tell you that they're good. Like Brooklyn's yeah, made yeah. their moves; they've made their moves, and you can you can now say you can at least start to talk yourself into, Hey, you know, maybe in some stretches where we need some defense, we throw Claxton out there and he gives us a, a guy that can switch onto multiple players and actually be a good one-on-one defender. Maybe he's a lockdown guy that we go to situationally. And how many, every time we talk about the nets, we talk about they just need to be good situationally defensively so they can close games. Uh, so I don't think they need to go too crazy. They've, they've got their team. You can sco- scour the buyout market. Maybe there's a guy at the end of the bench that, you can, ha- that, that can help you. But I think they're good. And, and some of these young guys with Kyrie and, and Durant out, getting more time to prove themselves is, is big. And oh, by the way, I kind of like the opposite, getting Blake Griffin some run, he's been okay. Like Blake Griffin, he had some okay. rough,
0: rough stretches in this, but like you know what he's going to give you, and if you don't think it's going to be like normal him, I think it's okay.
1: It's he's giving them what you would want to get from a buyout guy. That's a former all-star that's playing out the end of his career. He's he's had yes, of course he's made he made some mistakes. No, no, but look, of course he he was a plus nine. In in the second highest plus minus now I'm not going too crazy about individual game plus minus, but he was a positive force out there in this game when they, they needed someone to just to move the ball and make a couple of plays. Like he's, he's okay. Like he's not washed is what I'm saying. And that's kind of an important thing. Like they, to get Blake at not washed an upgrade from what he was in Detroit is, it's not nothing.
0: No, I'm with you. I, I don't think they need to do a ton. Buyout market's kind of perfect for them. And if nothing really emerges, like don't don't kind of force anything because they're, they're good and you're allowing these younger guys to kind of step up and be solid role players for them. And they did. It, we, we've talked about Nick Claxton a couple of times. We've mentioned Bruce Brown before in previous shows. It, it's kind of like getting those guys, right? For the Portland Trailblazers, I think they're really interesting too because – it's a team with, with Damian Lillard. That's just never been that close, but maybe the West is a little bit more wide open in terms of seeding with what's going to happen to the Lakers without LeBron and Anthony Davis. Cause they, they look bad without that, you know, would they be smart to kind of push their chips in for a guy like Aaron Gordon and just really just finally try and make a, a run it to some degree. And I, I'm curious because it seems like he would be a really good fit there in the front court and give them defense which they they really really need. Some rebounding couldn't hurt too and seems like a springy guy that would be fun to pair with Damian Lillard.
1: Yeah, I think I think getting a good roller to the rim like yeah. somebody somebody that can catch a lob or two would really be nice in that in that Blazers offense and and just to, to have somebody that would make you think oh my God, do I actually have to leave Damian Lillard for, to, to worry about this guy is, I think, worth them kind of exploring. Now, the question is, what are they willing to give up? And does what they have trump what the Celtics are going to offer? If it's going to be a, a bidding war between Portland and Boston, then who blinks first? Does yeah, Portland...
0: That could get expensive
1: really quickly for both uh, teams. And right. So both teams are in that same position that I I said about Miami, but Portland's more of in a a kind of, they're not even win now. It's well, we've gotten this far. We might as well go for it now. Whereas Boston's in a a position where Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are younger. This can be a transition year. If they don't make this move, they still have the traded player exception they still have a bunch of assets to to continue building towards something portland's been doing this for a while and yeah. they they if they feel like they're they're kind of in between where miami is and where philly is where they're a little bit ahead of miami in in their need to win now but they're not quite at at the philly We've got the pieces, one more piece, and we are there. I still don't think that Aaron Gordon on that roster pushes Portland from the sixth seed to the second seed. But, hey, maybe they feel that way. And if it unlocks a little bit more, and if if you can use it in a way that maybe gets C J. McCollum going a little bit more and 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 kind of unlocks more offensive firepower for them, then sure, then I can see I can see them talking themselves into it. They're right on the cusp where I, I can't say no, don't, but I also can't right. say yes, absolutely do it.
0: It, it. To me, they're just kind of like, what else are they supposed to do, right? Like at a certain at exactly point, it. they, they, they kind of need to go for broke when you have Damian Lillard, right? At, at a certain this point, is, like, you've just got to put your chips in with the exactly hand what that you have saying. and like almost just hope they don't have like pocket aces or something against you. You've got <laughs> right. a strong enough hand, but it can be beaten by a number of things. It's just, look, but also spinning their wheels isn't bad. They're a small market team. It's got a a superstar that loves being there and they make the playoffs every year. There's something to be said for that and not, you know, sacrificing multiple more seasons of that, whatever it's going to be. And however it ends up, the trade deadline is going to be interesting probably about 36 hours to go from when people are listening to this. And this is when things get really silly and also get this John breaking news for you here. No, it is 1221 central on 324, so Wednesday morning when we're recording this, Tyler Hero has reportedly unfollowed the Miami heat on Instagram. That's, that's <laughs> the point that we're at where we're starting to follow us for any sort of trade news we might get. So that's the stuff that's going to be coming out. That's when, you know, this starts to get serious and guess what the locked on podcast network, the locked on NBA podcast is going to be covering it from all angles. Make sure you subscribe to locked on NBA, wherever you get your podcast and follow your favorite team as well as maybe those teams that you might be making a trade with. So on Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and the host of the Locked On
1: Pelicans podcast. And I'm John Corrales, at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter, host of the Locked On Celtics podcast.
0: Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the trade deadline. We'll be back with you all next week.